Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Two six seven seven three nine. <laughs> I didn't know there was that many players. <laughs> the Fantasy Football Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Planet Sky FF, the world where everything revolves around fifty thousand pounds. My name is Serge, and my name is James. Go on, what's the matter? I'm not talking to you. Why not? I, well, We're not friends anymore. Nico, can you tell James if he's got any questions he wants to talk to me in this podcast to ask you and you ask me? I'm not talking to James anymore. Okay. Basically, what Sid is saying is he might have had a predicament at the weekend and might have said no, bye, no, Matty no, Cash no, no, and Christian what Romero. Is saying? I can't hear nothing. Is that the no, solution no, we no, came no, to? No, 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 no. <laughs> Shall I tell you? No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I think you'll find it's www.zipit.com. Yeah, for the benefit of the listeners, since Sid has decided not to be here, uh, last week's podcast was called Log Out, and this one's called Log the Fuck Back In, I think. What? And would, you, would you mean what? Let's do a live show. Yeah, great. <laughs> uh, I got 28 points. Uh... I'm just looking. At, I, I I hadn't logged in to be honest till this morning to actually even check because I knew it was bad. Allison picked up four, Saliba two, Colwell one, <laughs> Salah four. Bowen was the only person that returned for me. Eight. <laughs> Who would I have captained? I must have captained Holland because he got four, so that's fine. You definitely captained Holland. Uh, I would have captained Salah, so that's another. You four. definitely captained Salah, and that's it. Although I sold Ruben Diaz for Romero, James said, "Get it, just get it done today. It'll be fine." And Foster for Matty Cash. So I've made two transfers for a net gain of minus one, <laughs> and both players are flagged. They were your ideas as well. Well, Romero's your ideas as well. Romero's not just flagged; he's suspended for three games. There's, there's not any doubt about that. Matty, Ca- Matty Cash will know more about buy Romero anyway. And if I hadn't bought Cash, I might have bought Shimikas or something. So, all right, all right. I'll well, that's, let what, it go. that's what you was going to do, wasn't it? He was going to buy Shimikas, and then all the word prior to the deadline on Sunday was he wasn't going to start. So it didn't make sense. It did make sense to pun it in a different way. Yeah. Still. Two transfers for a I, net I, minus I, one. <laughs> and not just that, it's not like they can make it up for me next week because Crash won't play because he's injured and Romero suspended. No, we, we think, to be honest, we think Cash will probably be all right. We think at the moment. 
yeah, this is this this game does this to you. As soon as you think you're done, you're like, oh yeah, I'm happy. It throws something else at you, mate. Brutal. Yes, it is. Um, and uh, whatever. I think I, uh, as much as I'm uh, joking around, like whatever. The, the Romero incident means that I've got a very clear, straightforward move to Lewis Dunk, who I didn't know how I was going to get to previously. Problem solved. It's just an extra transfer burn that I didn't want to. I've I've wasted transfers on much. It's more stupid shit than that in the past, so yeah. that's fine. Uh, cash can just sit there, is what it is. But I'm just a bit um, underwhelmed at the moment because uh, I've gone with the lesser talisman in like Diaby and Martinelli and Colwell instead of like a Thiago Silva and a Saka and uh, Watkins, who are clearly the better players at their clubs. I got away with it with the Spurs, Romero rather than Son, um, because imagine if Son had returned heavily but yeah I'm not I'm not overly happy at the moment because I feel like I've got the second tier players throughout the team other than Holland and Salah and probably Sleeper's right as well so uh, I can see myself burning a few transfers in the next few weeks to try and remedy this um, you don't need to dive straight into Tottenham no like, yeah, no, once you sell Romero that. you're going to be out but the, the good thing with Tottenham if you are just on Romero like, there's two clear re-entry points. The West Ham game on Thursday the 7th, which will be Romero's first game back from suspension. You can obviously go Sun, Madison, whatever you fancy instead then. Or Sunday the 10th, uh, Newcastle at home before the Friday game against Nottingham Forest. So you are definitely going to want to go back there. I'm looking at that period with just Sun and going, might just have to roll with that now. Um, we're obviously going to talk Romero replacements on this. So there's there's a multitude of good options, and I think I'm happy to give you some ideas that will help here. I haven't quite decided. The names are Lewis Dunk. My part. They're not coming in. All right. Well, I've, I to be honest, I would put that probably top of the shop. The only one I'd put definitely higher would be Saliba if you had the money there. I already own him. You've got fine. So there's lots of options. Um, I'd be interested to know though. What was your game week rank? Oh, just for jokes. <laughs> Uh, so click on week two six seven seven three nine. <laughs> I didn't know there was that many players. <laughs> I thought that, I thought there'd be over a million players. I thought there'd be over a million players. There's definitely people that would have done worse. So would you say just bowing for you? Just the only return. You've not even got like a shot tier anywhere or passing uh, tier or anything. Nothing. Tackle tier. Anything. Nothing. <laughs> Not a single tier. Okay, well, I scored a, a mighty 43 points this week, wow. which was still outside the top 100k for game week rank. Um, the differences between us, Serge, uh, Nick Pope, nine-pointer. Yep. Uh, Lewis Dunk, passing tier. Hyunming Sun, captain shot tier. That's it. That's that In terms of that's where the, the difference in points is. So, Dunk, Sun, Pope. Was that a green arrow for you or a red arrow? Oh no, a red. I was slightly up ahead of Monday night's car crash, um, which was just the final insult to injury after a, a bad weekend for many. It is worth saying these game week ranks, um, I mean, they're irrelevant. We, we've all been killed by probably dead teams this week. Right. Uh, I should imagine. Those who've done really well have had sort of like, say, Cole Palmer, mm. for example, Newcastle defensive, Trippier. Foster. Um, I've, I've, on the top 100, I've fallen back by about 30 points this week. So I was 120-ish behind. Yeah. And now I'm 150-ish 
behind. So on the top 100, I've fallen back 30 points and used two transfers. So I'm not, it's not been a good week. But these, th- these things will swing back. Um, these things will swing back. It's early enough in the season that you just got to kind of take a breath, reset, and uh, and stick to the plan, I think. Yeah, absolutely that. But, but here's the mad thing. The plan's probably changed, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. Here's from, the thing. For, for at least half of us, I would say. I would say even for, for all the listeners, we get this question every week on Twitter. Can I still win it? I would say I can still win it. Rank? 10K. Transfers? 36. <sighs> it's going to require a lot of luck to go my way. Yes. But I can still win it. Okay. And I think I'm just more likely to a little, be a little bit more conservative about the gambles I take and when I take them now, uh, when I go for the alternatives. But overall, I think um, it's still doable. And top 1K is still doable. So I'm not um, panicking in that sense, but it is a disappointing week. And it has been across all formats for a lot of people. Just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, most, most of us have had a bad week and to be honest, laugh about it in most cases. For those who've kind of got, I would say, probably in excess of maybe 50 points this week, it's pretty good, mm. to be honest. Captain was basically the same for nearly everybody. Nearly everybody would have gone Holland and Salah. Yep. Um, Monday, there's variances. I, I, I guess probably Sun captainers were the winners. Even like the Chelsea defenders never got passing to search, which is astonishing with the way the game unfolded. Um, obviously, Cole Palmer owners of the ones who've had obviously the really big jump from from Monday night. I, I have to say, I was so impressed with him. I've been kind of consistent from an FPL perspective of talking up a dinger over him. Yeah, Monday might have made me change my mind. He is a top level. That that's getting me in the England squad next week. First choice as well at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, he'll get rotated particularly over the Christmas period and stuff, I, I presume. But That's yeah, why I look, didn't use the word nail, James. He'll stay in That's the team. That's why I used the word players, first choice. Players like Sterling will win penalties and stuff. So, yeah, there'll be, there'll be little bits in there, I imagine. Their, their fixtures are obviously, obviously tough. But to be honest with you, I think with me already having Duncan Saliba on board, just going to Palmer, it might be what I do for a transfer, which doesn't feel right going into Manchester City, but I suspect I'll probably be going there once the Everton fixture comes around on Sunday the 10th of December anyway, so I might just go, right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that now. I think one that people will be thinking about as a solution as well is obviously Fulham Wolves going a bit early. Um, there's a number of players you need to be cautious about from that perspective. And I think at this point, when things happen that you don't expect, you can panic. And I think one of the things that's worth highlighting, so just before I kind of go through a, a list of players that I think are potentially good options to replace specifically Romero with, but this might also be a case for Madison maybe. The one benefit with Madison, of course, for Saturday is you see the Tottenham team on Saturday lunchtime. And if you decide you want to move it from there, you can. I would just add the caveat that we think he'll probably be okay for Saturday. And if he's not okay for Saturday, he's not bad. He's definitely not bad. So he it could be someone, if you're sitting there with just, say, Madison and Romero, it might just be more useful for you just to keep Madison. I think that sort of thing maybe needs to be considered. Whereas with Romero, it's not just a three-game suspension. The majority of the teams play four times before Romero would play again. So it's a definite sell as far as I'm concerned. I went to highlight people who are close to suspension threshold. So... Players on four yellow cards who I think could be Sky considerations at the moment you'd need to be really careful of. There's a couple yep. at Villa. 
Um, Doug's Louise ticks over really good, right? As a home fixture on Sunday, that may appeal. He's 8.0. Bubakar Kamara is an enabler, 6.7. Also four yellow cards. I think probably best captaincy for me, Fulham v Wolves, is Xiao Paulinho. He's on four yellow cards. <laughs> you cannot make that move this week. He's going to Villa. There's every chance he'd miss the Wolves single game, though. And you certainly know he's going to miss another game at some point anyway. Uh, good old Marvellous got a book in at the weekend. So he's on four yellows. So that doesn't feel like the right enabler. I, f- I feel like that would definitely be Palmer over Nakamba at this stage. Ibisuma, we know, obviously, is on four yellows. If you think, well, I'll swap that for different Tottenham coverage. Uh, Nelson at Samedo. Craig Dawson and Mario Lamina, 7.5, 7.3, 7.0, respectively. Obviously, all Wolves players all on four yellow cards playing Tottenham this weekend with their next game being the single game day. Dawson, I think, might be one people would go, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely play centre-back. Yeah, don't do it this week. I don't think you can. You'd probably have to be Max Kilman if you were looking for a Wolves defensive outfield player. Um, Rain 8 Norris on three yellows. At least you'd know you'd get to the, the Fulham game, unless, of course, he was to get sent off against Villa. Um, he's on three yellows, 7.2s. Zhao Gomez, 6.9s on three yellows. So too Huang, 7.3. Uh, Anthony Robinson of Fulham, who probably wouldn't be considered also on three yellows. A couple to note uh, elsewhere, though, on three yellows, who I think people might be looking at. Matty Cash. Who? Yeah, him. Yeah. And don't suppose... But to, to be honest, you will see the team on Sunday, right? So he could be part of people's options. Yep. Uh, 7.7 with him it might be a case you're looking for a few fixtures and then move it on possibly but I I do think it's also worth noting we're coming towards the end of Villa's good run Um, and I think for those who perhaps will be many will have Watkins I don't think there's particularly a reason to add to that at the moment Christian Norgard of Brentford it's gone quite under the radar this year 6.9 we know pick up tackle tiers we know there'll be the odd attacking return in there 6.9 it's another enabling option um, if you were going to go in for Brentford, it probably is now, despite the fact it's Liverpool at the weekend. And for a, a, a player that we want for tackle tiers, it doesn't matter so much. Or you'd wait for Sunday the 17th against Villa. That wouldn't make no sense because then they've got a blank the week after because they were obviously meant to play Man City. So if you were going to go in for Brentford, it's probably now. So, I mean, if you went, if you were thinking Mbumo, for example, you think, oh, I'm going to get Mbumo in as part of, say, captaincy Saturday the 2nd of December, home to Luton as an alternative to Arsenal at home to Wolves. It probably is go go now on him, for example. Lewis Dunk is on free yellow, Surge. 8.3. That wouldn't deter me, by the way. But you already know what's going to happen, right? Booking at Arsenal, Sunday 17th December, Mrs. Crystal Palace away, single game day, Thursday the 21st. <laughs> that is game works, mate. Karen Mitoma's also three yellow cards, 8.0 midfielder. Jordan Bayer's back, Serge. Great. That, that, <laughs> great. It's a target burn. Is thing. that what you're saying? Target burn. 80 passes on uh, Saturday against Crystal Palace, mate. I'll buy him for Arsenal. You sure. Also, I don't know. He's Away. On, I don't know. He's on three yellow cards for like saying started four. Um, Trent Alexander Arnold is 10 million. Great differential, I think, if you can get towards Liverpool, the big Liverpool defensive players at the moment. He's on three yellow cards. Rodri, we've mentioned previously, three yellow cards. Kieran Trippier, he's also on three yellow cards. So I think there's a number of players that I would be very cautious of buying, considering those yellow card states. But I've, I've, we've done cut home the Sheffield United. You know, I would still go in 
even with Dunk, you could look and say, say if he did get the booking or something, right, come off Burnley at home after the end of their good run. But you don't want to come off then because of the single game day against Crystal Palace. You can chain that into a Chelsea player for their single game day against Wolves on Christmas Eve, but then you're also missing Chelsea's games with Everton and Sheffield United. Um, I think the preference for me, if people want to go back to Romero, and I suspect that's probably going to be a, a question that's in the questions, uh, I think there's every case to say, yes, maybe go back. So Tottenham will still have six games left from the end of his suspension, um, which will be one more than the majority of other teams. Um, and if you had no Tottenham, i.e. if you're going without Sun, then I think there would definitely be a case to go back. If you look at those games, West Ham at home, Newcastle at home, Forest away is single game day, Everton at home, Brighton away, Bournemouth at home. I think he gets passed in tier of five out of those six. Yeah, that's a good run. I mean, Forest away isn't going to be easy, but they are going to sit in. Oh, yeah, you definitely get passed in tier. Uh, the home games, West Ham, Everton, Bournemouth, I think, yeah, yeah. nailed. Like, we want 30% Newca- of the ball, Newcastle please. at home would be questionable. Bright- <laughs> Brighton away is the one that's probably unlikely. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good run. And depending on um, what's happening elsewhere, I think that's a, a fair shout. So if you, if you are intending to go back, and I do think that's reasonable, um, I think there are uh, two real standout teams to target. The first is Arsenal. Um, if we look at Arsenal's next four, we've spoken about them being kind of best for probably two of their next four fixtures, um, arguably three. So Burnley at home, Saturday 11th. Then there's Brentford away, Saturday the 25th. Certainly, I think, um, probably Holland, even against Liverpool, is probably a bit better. But then Wolves at home, and then Luton away, which is essentially a single game day, unless you're carrying through a Wolves player. The Arsenal player you'd go and get, you'd maybe captain three of the next four. So it becomes like an effective seven for zero, maybe. If you're on no Arsenal, that's what I think people should be looking at first and foremost. Um, William Saliba, I think, stand out from that perspective, 9.0. I'm going to presume people probably don't have enough to go from Romero to Saka, but you might manipulate something where you'd go, I don't know, Madison to Palmer, for example, and then be able to go like Romero to... Saliba or Saka, you might, depending on what, yep. you've, what you've got available. The one that I would have gone for, and I can't, because I've only got 8.0 available to spend, is Declan Rice. Mm-hmm. I just think that's really good for those four fixtures. There'll be bits of passing tears in there, definitely. We know he can contribute the odd attack and return. We know he can contribute tackle returns as well. I think that's a really cute one for the next four games. And obviously, because of his consistency, he's the sort of player you could carry through. The wild card one, who we think is a little bit of a doubt tonight, but could fall really nicely for people who've only got two up front at the moment, is Eddie and Ketcher. 7.6. You went and Ketcher for them four games and then back to Romero. If you leave yourself with the right structure, I really don't mind that because that's roughly when we expect Jesus to be back as well. I feel like if you go and Ketcher, though, it's got to be on top of Saliba, for example, or on yeah, top of Saka, yeah, yeah. rather than Justin Ketcher. Yeah. But I would cons- that would probably have been the one for me after Rice, but I've already got three up front, and I can't justify that, I don't think. The other consciousness, obviously, if you do invest in Arsenal is, do you want to sell them to go back to Tottenham? It might be hold longer, but obviously after that Luton game, Arsenal go to Villa, Brighton at home, Liverpool away. Tougher on. Now, it is... Add West Ham into that, go on. But the other interesting thing... Add West Ham into that run as well, go on. 
I'll add a West Ham into that Yeah, run. boy. The other interesting, because I'd been looking at maybe going sort of Saliba to Thiago Silva on, say, Sunday the 10th, which is the start of Chelsea's good run. But the other thing I think is you should have a consciousness about Arsenal is if your intention is not to go to Romero, Arsenal will give you a secondary captaincy coverage like a second Tottenham player for a lot of the last games before overhaul. So the last three days, Tottenham and Arsenal play on, on the same day. So look, Arsenal at Liverpool is not ideal Saturday 23rd when Tottenham play Everton. But there's also alternatives that day, like Newcastle at Luton, for example. But the last two, obviously, when Tottenham go to Brighton and Tottenham host Bournemouth, I guess Sun will probably be the most popular captaincy, as it would stand. You could have alternatives like Saliba against West Ham at home and Fulham away. So having the Arsenal coverage might not mean the, the kind of or I need to feel like I've got two Tottenham over that period. If you've got the Arsenal player, that should give you the secondary captaincy option for the last two Tottenham games, um, which would be an interesting way of playing it. My nervousness would be massively surge of only having one Tottenham for the Newcastle game on Sunday the 10th and knowing I might lose it mm-hmm. for the single game day against Forest on the 15th. And because like what you said, the fixtures are good, my current intention would probably be to go back to Romero. Right. I think the other team that I really like for the specific four games is Crystal Palace. Everton at home, Luton away, West Ham away, and Bournemouth at home. Then Tottenham against West Ham is the next day. And that's also Palace then come into a rough run. Liverpool, Man City, Brighton, Chelsea, Brentford. What do you think Jockey Manderson would score over those four games, Serge? It's probably not it's probably not a captaincy. So let's say eight on appearance for sure. Yeah. I reckon I'd hedge two clean sheets in there. Um so you're going eighteen, yeah. There's probably three, but I'd hedge two clean sheets in there. Yeah. And I'd probably hedge two tier two passes in there. So another six. So twenty four. As I I would expect a minimum of twenty four off him. Six a game. I'd say that's probably worth it for the for the mm. two transfers. And there's obviously a ceiling of more if he was to contribute a goal or something. Yeah, like something that, else right? random comes in for sure. So but I think yeah, i I think because of that, twenty four is sort of a a fair estimate. But Rory will try and remind us as many times as he possibly can that the most clean sheets in the league this year so far, isn't it? For Crystal Palace. So Yeah, and there's there's that there's, as well. There's right? clean sheets. But in I think two two clean sheets from that four is I don't you can't predict more than that. But I'd arguably predict a bit more on the passing tiers. Yeah, possibly. I think Everton-Luton is almost definite. We don't want the ball at West Ham, so hopefully they'll keep it for longer. So, yeah, the, uh, the, the, the two is a minimum. I'm trying to be uh, conservative with my forecast. No, 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 and I think you probably should be. But I, I 24 think points. 24. Six a game. It's all right. I, I think that's, that's reasonable. And do you know what? You might even determine, if you didn't fancy Haaland against Liverpool... Or an Arsenal player at Brentford that you could captain Anderson at Luton, maybe even on Saturday the 25th. Uh, I think the others probably are not optional from a a captaincy perspective, as long as you've got some Arsenal against Burnley. I guess if you didn't have Arsenal against Burnley, don't have Manchester United against Luton, and we're going into Saturday thinking, I'm captain Romero at Wolves because I don't have Son or Madison then you could even say Anderson against Everton this week. Is is that terrible on Saturday for a captaincy if you were in that circumstance? I don't think it's terrible. No. 
So I think Jockey Manderson, and that would be a that one would for me would be a definite to move back because the Liverpool City games afterwards. Sure, they have the single game day against Brighton. So you could do it that way and then move it on to something else maybe or just hold it through. But I do think that one specifically would be, yeah, four games and then I'm going to move that back to whatever I want to do. So Palace are interesting. I would go Anderson over Gay. Um, in Gay is more expensive in this one than Anderson. And I think Anderson distribution-wise is much better. Similar attacking threat between the two. I would, again, it's, it's kind of the FPL thinking. I'd go with a cheaper one, but it's the other way around. I couldn't make a case for Gay at 0.2 over Anderson in this. Um, I do think also, you want to go rogue for a differential that most people won't be near at the moment. Eze's back. We think he'll start on Saturday. You obviously won't see the team. He probably won't play 90, but I think we could expect him to go beyond 60. You want to punt Ebeeze for those four games is not terrible. At similar price, 8.2. Again, depends how you set up. A um, couple of alternative Brighton players I think could be considered. And I think with them, you'd either hold through for the single game day against Palace on December the 21st, or you'd hold one more. So they've played Brentford on Wednesday the 6th. Then Romero's back. But with them, you'd probably hold one more because they've got Burnley at home on Saturday the 9th. And then maybe move to Tottenham on Sunday the 10th for the Newcastle game. So a couple of alternatives. Consider Pascal Gross, 8.2. It just really does tick over great, yeah. doesn't he? That might be one to say you're already on. I would still prefer Dunk, even on the three yellows. Simon Odinga, if you're looking for money, 7.0. Um, but I, I think if you go down that route, you're probably sticking with it. You're going enabler and I'm going to daisy chain and something else is going to go back to Tottenham if you want to go back. Um, Shimikas obviously Liverpool 7.2 um, with that again that's I'd probably wait for the final one Saturday the 9th Crystal Palace away then afterwards they finish with United Arsenal Burnley Newcastle so that's Liverpool's four fixtures to Tottenham 6 uh, from the Newcastle game with maybe a captaincy in there so it's Brentford at home City away Fulham at home Sheffield United away Palace away and I think with that as well, if you went Shimikash, you might take the view if you played at Sheffield United that you might not play at Crystal Palace because they do play Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday over that period. So you might decide, right, I'll cut it off at Sheffield United and move on. I mean, if he didn't play Sheffield United, you you cut it off after Palace. Ibrahima Kanate, if you can't get up to Trent or Virgil van Dijk, I think has re-established himself into the team. Is an alternative to consider over this period at 90 uh, Dominic Sabosli is the same price as well. If you're feeling you're particularly through, you've pretty much named half the game there almost, mate. But I think there's a <laughs> lot of options. Yeah, yeah, it's I different, agree. It's different to normal not... because we can look here at all 20 teams, mm-hmm. right? And we can also look at short term four games, basically, or we can look at longer. Um, Newcastle, a decent run of fit. The only problem with Newcastle is I think Newcastle's a hold through rather than a go back because Newcastle play on that Thursday night when Tottenham play West Ham they go to Everton so you could look at it and go well Newcastle cover me captaincy that night instead if you're now if Romero was your only Tottenham Um, and then obviously Newcastle play Tottenham themselves Sunday the 10th so Newcastle back to Tottenham doesn't work but I certainly think Jamal Lascelles is probably growing in popularity as perhaps a new enabler here at 6.6 their fixtures up to overhaul are good 
it's more a case we want definitive Sven Botman information, I think. Otherwise, as I've said previously, I think it's possibly a transfer waiting to happen and you're not going to go back from Newcastle to Tottenham. I think the problem for a lot of t- players and teams, including mine, is I don't have any come-off points for a lot of players. So take Alisson in goal, right? I'm not saying... He's, he's playing on Sunday and then he's... Uh, okay, the Man City game is not ideal, but... Not selling him before Fulham, Sheffield United following, and the same goes for any Liverpool player. You're not selling him before Fulham, Sheffield United, so he's off the table. Saliba and any Arsenal players we talked about, their run is too good. So Saliba and Martinelli are sticking in for at least three or four match weeks right now. Uh, Cash and Diaby, I think, until the Bournemouth game, I can't consider selling them. So they're staying in my team unless I've got an injury. Bowen as well all the way up to at least the Crystal Palace game. The Spurs game's difficult for us, but then Fulham and Wolves afterwards. So Bowen, I can't consider selling unless I, I need to. So then it comes down to my Man City boys, and they're playing on Sunday. Then they've got Liverpool. So really, Man City are the place where I would potentially come off. But I'm not coming off Holland, so it's only really Alvarez that I could move. So from my entire team, it's only Romero and or Alvarez at the moment that I would consider selling right now, which then means, okay, if I'm moving Romero on, I may as well move him on to something that gives me a solution for a single game day or a problem that might be on the horizon, of which there aren't many, but there is one. Full of wolves. And so I could, so to give you an example of what I'm thinking in my head now, I, I mentioned the Lewis Dunk move there potentially for Romero and that was in my mind before we looked at the fixtures and had any discussion Lewis Dunk straightforward simple especially Sheffield United Nottingham Forest but then he's got Chelsea Brentford Burnley let me ask you a question up until the uh, single game day for Palace and Brighton who scores more points Lewis Dunk or Jockey Madison Dunk for me so then Dunk is a solution for me for that single game day all the way further down the line. Whereas oh, yeah. if I'd gone to someone else. Yeah. So if you, I, if, I'm thinking... If you go for Dunk, you're not coming off because you'll want definitely for the Palace. For the, the single game day. Against Palace. And, but Anderson could do the same thing if people can't afford He could, dunk. but it doesn't feel as great, does it? No. So what are the other uh, issues that people are having? Like, what is someone really desperate to cover off Fulham Wolves and wants a captaincy coverage for that? Or are they really desperate to have a player from a team for captaincy on a specific day. Like Newcastle, I don't have any, do I really want him for captaincy? But I don't foresee too many problems. I'm happy to skip Fulham Wolves, you? Yes, that would be the intention at the moment, subject to if I got an injury in the international break or something happens that weekend before, then yeah, sure. I mean, the only one really kind of under debate for me at the moment would be Pope Tassar. Yeah, I was otherwise I've got Allison. no. Otherwise, I've got no interest in it. No, I was thinking I mean, Alison to Saar. Right, yeah, fine. And then after the Nottingham Forest game, I can decide, but even hold him for. Then a you're going to take Alison out for what? Fulham, Sheffield United, exactly. Palace. No, it would be if he got an injury. It'd be if he got a, a knock and then wasn't available for whatever reason. But then you just get the cheaper Liverpool keeper, surely. <laughs> Is it Kelleher still their backup? The the. Uh, yeah, Pope to Saar makes a little bit more sense because we spoke about this chaining move last week because say Pope to Saar to Sanchez. Mm. Um, but I do like Newcastle's run all the way through and I like the fact, for example, Saturday 23rd is kind of blinded but I think Tottenham are home to Everton's best but if something was to happen to say the Sun then 
I'm I'm looking there and I'm going, well, yeah, Pope at Luton is like fine. There's kind of an emergency cover for that particular one. Similarly as well, Boxing Day, home to Forest is probably next best after say Salah away to Burnley. And what would if I go into that with just Salah, which might be the case at that point, and there's murmurs Boxing Day morning, oh Salah's getting a rest or something. Yeah, Pope home to Nottingham Forest suits me fine. So I'm kind of more leaning into just leaving it, I think. It's part of my thinking about Palmer at the moment as well is that will enable me to move, say, from Shimikas to Thiago Silva a lot easier. And then I forget the, the Sanchez thing. Because I do think Chelsea's run is good enough that I probably do want at least two. Mm-hmm. Might even want more. Um, just throw a few more names out there for you. Um, Anthony Gordon, 7.8. If you've got the, the luxury of moving to an offensive player, again, it's kind of what I just said, the run's good for a while. Um, two West Ham players, Jared Bowen, 8.8, Mohamed Kudus, 8.1. I mean, Forest at home, Burnley away next, then Palace, Tottenham, Fulham, Wolves. It's a good run. Like, if if you want to go in, it's reasonable. And I'd certainly consider that. I'm more than happy sitting there on Bowen at the moment. You've definitely played for Bowen over Kudus, Suj? 0.7 difference? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, There is a Tottenham player, I think, could be considered... Um, and I'm going to assume most can't go from Romero to Sun, for example. Um, but I was looking at um, Pedro Porro, Serge, um, who I think is kind of a, a competitive one. It might even be one that falls into, I don't know, let's just say we did hear that Matty Cash was out for a consistent period. He's 7.8, um, and he, he he hasn't blanked much. He's just Arsenal away, maybe, or Man- uh, not Manchester United at home because he had the clean sheet. He has, he does feel like every time he doesn't hit a tackle tier or a pass tier, he does seem to get the clean sheet. So I think he's only blanked once, I think, since okay. game week two, which is really hidden at the moment because there's been no halls in there. Now, we do know this offensive capability. I do think, to be honest, is a reasonable price. This time last week, we could have made no case to buy him over Romero but you might deem it a Tottenham solution. I don't think that's terrible at 7.8. He will get tackle tiers. He will chip in with the odd attack in return. I think some of them games later on, he's not incapable of passing tier as well. It is a possibility. And of course, with what's happened with Tottenham defensively, he has to play. There's no doubt about it. With what's happened with Tottenham defensively, you're not banking on any clean sheet points there, surely. No, but then when we reflect on Tottenham earlier in the season, this is part why a lot of us didn't go over Romero. We're going to like, oh, Tottenham are going to concede too many goals. And actually Tottenham have done quite well defensively. You can have your own debates about what happened open, Monday the night. I get that. Are open. Um, I suspect we won't be playing on the halfway line against Wolves. Um, we will be a little bit deeper, I should imagine. So yeah, Porro wouldn't be top of the shots for me, but I could understand if people were thinking, well, I need Tottenham coverage. And thinking now, thinking I'd rather have something in place now ahead of Friday the 15th, then Porro might be the solution. The other solution, of course, is to go, well, I don't want two transfers as part of this to go to Romero. I just want to spend one transfer here and just go Chelsea now. It doesn't feel right because of Man City at home, Newcastle away. But I think once you get beyond them two, you'll feel better about it. Brighton at home is not brilliant either. Manchester United away, I wouldn't be so fussed about, then they're really good run starts. So, as I've said, Palmer's a big consideration for me at 6.5. You have to be in the luxury of four at the back. Levi Colwell is obviously cheaper than Romero. 
But I think if you go there, then it's a choice to go, I'm going back on. I think most of us were looking to move away from Levi Colwell because the Parson Tears haven't been there. This is size 8.4, silver's 8.5. You could definitely make the case if you've got the money in the bank, just go, do you know what, sod it. I'm going to clean that up now and get the Chelsea player I want now because we've gone, right, we predict Anderson for, say, 24 points, right? What do we predict for silver over City at home, Newcastle away, Brighton at home, Man United away? What's par in there? Two passing tiers, one clean sheet? Yeah, so eight for appearance, assuming he plays all those games. Six for passing tiers, so 14 and one clean sheet, 19. So we only saying what five more for Anderson, five more points. Yeah. So then, therefore, is it worth just going? Ah, do you know what? I definitely want to go back to Silver in there. Now, one of the problems with him that I've spoken about is, and and this will apply to Chelsea right at the end as well. And this is part why I'd want to. Wolves away is Christmas Eve. Crystal Palace at home is Wednesday the twenty seventh. Luton away Saturday the thirtieth is a lunchtime kickoff. So they have a free turnaround there. I don't think Silver plays all those three games. Right. So if you were relying on Silver for captaincy for the Palace or Luton games, which you shouldn't because Haaland's got very good fixtures, but if you were, say something happened to him, for example, um, then I'd be a little bit concerned about that. It's part why I want two Chelsea for that period later on. So there's lots of options. With, with this, you can feel our oh, pain of, oh, I've lost Romero, right. Half the game is in the same boat, same boat opportunities created and normally this happened imagine this had happened say say Romero had played Saturday and then you were looking at the fixtures Sunday and you're going bloody hell my only choice here is Liverpool Villa mm-hmm. which was part of the problem we had looking at your solutions right it was like where do we go here there's not enough choice now you've got the whole game you've got the whole game to choose from and that's probably at the point where you should either get into the template player you want or go rogue Punt something. I think something like Jockey Manderson's a good punt. My major preference, or in seriousness, would be Arsenal. I think if you can get from Romero to Saliba, if you have the money and don't have, that's that just seems so obvious to me. Cool. Uh, let's just cover off captaincy a little bit. So Arsenal is favourite for Saturday. I've got two in Saliba and Martinelli. I'm not going to go Martinelli. I've been punting the attacking option over the defensive a few weeks. I'm going to go Saliba. Uh, look, see how you feel after tonight, because obviously they play, and it, Martinelli might play 90 minutes tonight, and you might go, oh, that that confirms it for me. Um, it'll be Saliba for me. The alternative I've got is Sonny at Wolves. Um, the one thing I would add as a caveat is Tottenham's solution for dealing with the whole of their defence basically being wiped out might just be to attack even more. Mm. <laughs> we should maybe consider that. Um, but I, I, no, Saliba at home to Burnley... It smells like a 10-pointer, doesn't it? So I'm, I'd be happy with that. What about on Sunday? Uh, Liverpool at home to Brentford. City are away at Chelsea. Some people will be on Salah. Some people will be on Haaland. Those are the two standouts. I mean, look, Brighton have a good fixture. Sheffield United yeah, at home. Lewis Villa Dunk have a good fixture. Absolutely. Fulham at home. Um, I, I think they are considerations. But if you're playing the ownership stats, then you're likely to want to go with one of Salah or Haaland. For me, I'd go Salah because yep. it's a home fixture over Holland. Yeah, great. For sure. And they obviously need to make up for last weekend, which I think they will. So I'd probably go Salah if people wanted to go rogue with with a Dunk or even a Mitoma or a Watkins. 
and you're chasing rank, then go for it. Yeah, I think Dunk's reasonable if you, if you want to punt that way. I mean, there's every there's every expectation to think that's a ten pointer, isn't it? Mm. He's taking direct free kicks. New scored again twice at the weekend. Direct free kick from the edge of the box, and a brilliant volley he had disallowed, which was very similar to Eric Dyer's one on on Monday night. So, uh, I feel like the attacking return for him is coming, having missed the one against Liverpool. So I don't mind it. I don't mind it. That could very conceivably be a 13-pointer or so times two. I think Salah's probably the safer play. I think with Haaland, you know me, searching my thought process. Home games, I don't want to gamble against him. Difficult away games, I can, if I've got a good alternative in this format. And I think Mo at home to Brentford, considering as well, probably have to play Yano at left-back. There's nothing wrong with Vitaly Yanel, but it's not his natural position. I think, yeah, Mo on, Mo on Sunday for me. Cool. Uh, just touching... After the international break, because we will record in between, um, but we come back into City at home to Liverpool. Um, are you planning on Mo as, or, or Holland for that? Yeah, Holland. Yeah, Holland straightforward yeah. home game. Uh, I don't own. I only own Villa players for the Sunday, so it's uh, Tottenham Villa, Man United, Everton. So I'll end up default on Diaby um, unless I go into. Tottenham on that day for you Sonny yeah or, or Watkins yeah but highly um, likely to be Sonny and obviously then we've got the problem Monday night which is Fulham Wolves for me it's a skip it's most likely to be that for me as well unless I deem the the Pope to Saar to Sanchez move what I want to do is in I don't know it opens something out up where I go oh, I, I can I don't know, punt Fernandez in at the end before overhaul or do something rogue and different. I I think for me it's going to be a leave. And this will it'll be big for me because I find it really difficult to let these go. Especially when I I think for me it's Wolves because it's Fulham away, Captain, Arsenal away, shit. But Burnley at home, Forest at home's good. So across that, if you just ignore the Arsenal game, go Fulham captaincy, Burnley at home, Forest at home, yeah, it's good. And it's not improbable for Asar to I don't know, Wolves to lose 2-0 at Arsenal when he gets saved here too or something, right? So it's not, from for a goalkeeper, it's not even that terrible. So I definitely think it's it's Wolves over Fulham for me because after Fulham uh, walking to Liverpool away, Forest at home, and then really you, you kind of got to come off on, on the Thursday because then they play West Ham on the Sunday and that would be your chain entry point for Sanchez. So that, that doesn't work. So you're, you, if you were moving it on to Sanchez, you're coming in late. Then after that, Fulham go to Newcastle. Like, it doesn't feel great. I, I think if you were going Leno for that, that's probably what I'm holding it through. I would say probably all the way because of Burnley Bournemouth for two of their last three. So you'd probably hold it. So the preference would be Wolves to use it as a daisy chain. But I, the intention right now for me would be let it go, Serge. I think nearly every outfield option for that is shit. Genuinely, even you say, "Oh, go Huang." He's on three yellows, and yeah, skip it. Suspension could come afterwards, right? Do what you do with the games, James. The tier points, which we run through each and every week, and then we will get on to the questions that have been sent in. Although, uh, if I was to mute the word Romero on the questions, fifty percent would be gone. I mean, um, I kind of did make it clear that we'd yeah, cover it quite heavily. Credit to Andy. Let's talk because he did say in his question. I read the last line, so I know you're going to deal with it. All positions open. But yes, uh, we have covered off pretty much all of the, the, the Romero-related stuff. 
Um, so we'll get into a few of the other questions once you've told us. Who teared up? Uh, no one from passing in the Fulham Manchester United. And numbers seem generally low across the board this week. Paulinia, five tackles, but the yellow card, which now means he's close to a suspension. It was a save tier for Leno. He should have had the clean sheet to go with it as well because... I think you should do better on Bruno Fernandes' goal. Shots here for Bruno. There's nothing else to speak of. Highest passer in that game was Harry Maguire on 49. We haven't spoke about United assets. I don't think... It's Luton at home, so it may appeal. Then it's Everton away. Then there's tougher games. And I think Maguire probably does stay in the team at the moment. But I'm not infused... Like Luton and Everton, sure, there might be passing tier as well. There might even be clean sheets, but I'm not infused. I'd want to move it on, and your only way of moving that on is into the Fulham Wolves single game day. Now, if you were thinking of doing that and daisy chaining that in, there's probably other options. I'd, I'd, to be honest, I'd prefer Anderson, Everton at home and Luton away to Maguire's too, as an example, if that's what you wanted to do. A uh, couple of passing tiers in a Brentford-West Ham game, both for Brentford centre-backs, uh, Ethan Pinnock 62 uh, and Collins with 71. That's all there was uh, in terms of any tiers in that fixture. Jordan Bayer has said back 80 passes completed against Crystal Palace. Uh, centre-back partner Dara O'Shea with 77. Sander Berge also hit tier one passing. There were five saves for Sam Johnston, who's, for anyone who's on, has been ticking over great. Joe Ward with a tackle tier. Um, Everton, who do you think had the most passes for Everton against Brighton, Suj? Uh, who do I think have the most passes for Everton? I'm going to say Bramthwaite. Uh, Jordan Pickford with 20. Oh, okay. Uh, Bramthwaite completed eight. Oh, they had no possession, <laughs> Completed they, eight, Jordan yeah, Bramthwaite. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to Jack Harrison, who completed 90 minutes and completed three passes. Um, massive numbers Chasing for... shadows, that, isn't it? The Brighton numbers. So Joel Veltman, tier one, played right back, 65 uh, Lewis Dunk, 133, uh, shot down by Jean-Paul Van Heck, 147. He can't be looked at. He's in and now, he's in and now. It's the same with Igor Julio. If you do want a Brighton defender, Dunk is the only one you can consider until his stupid and his fit. Pascal Gross he will play regularly, though. And if you want to listen to tomorrow's Clash to Correspondence, um, we'd obviously talk about Brighton assets. Um, as much from a selection headache perspective as an FPL um, dilemma perspective. Sam Murray joins Ben Tomo Thompson to preview Brian Sheffield United tomorrow. Pascal grows 117 from midfield position. Absolutely massive. Billy Gilmore, 88. Uh, Mikolenko with two shots on target, which was both for Everton's goal. Uh, Man City numbers quite low against Bournemouth. Uh, and I think this is primarily because they took their foot off the pedal. Uh, Nathan Aki, 64. Manuel Kanji, 72. Um, but Carl Walker 69. The clue probably lies in a little bit further forward. Seeing Bernardo Silva on 62. Rodri 94 in 71 minutes. Uh, Pep Guardiola has confirmed, by the way, that John Stones has suffered a setback and will be out for a significant period. We don't know if that is in Pep's eyes sort of a couple of weeks or a couple of months at this stage. But, yep, avoidable. And I guess there's a few might have looked at them as entry point because they play on Sunday, obviously big haul for Jeremy Doku, um, but that just feels like a wild, wild differential punt that I wouldn't consider Not even at the moment. Akanji no. is also a doubt, so irony of irony. The one thing with John Stone's injury, Serge... Ruben Diaz plays. He'll definitely play. Yeah. 
Sold him. Um, Erling Haaland, um, fit, obviously. Scored a couple for Manchester City last night. When they play Tottenham, Liverpool play Fulham. And that will that will be a really interesting one for Capsi, I think, Sunday the 3rd. That's not as clear as, I think, Salah this week. I mean, if Tottenham decide to go with, like, Dyer and Hoiberg. Oh, <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, Haaland will stay very much part of the thinking. Is that your place, that game? No, I'm oh. going as well. It's oh, okay. at the Etihad, yeah. Uh, I've tried to cancel my trains. No, I didn't really. Uh, Souza and Bogle with tackles here for Sheffield United. Craig Dawson did hit Parsons here. That's not going to happen often, consider the opponent in that, obviously. Um, Zabani, by the way, did hit Parsons here for Bournemouth at Manchester City. 63 passes, which just adds on to the narrative of, yes, there are occasional ones against Manchester City. To give you an understanding of how much they... They kind of changed and sat off. Chris Meffham only played the first half surge and he completed 13 passes. Right. So City second half just went, yeah, yeah, whatever. One tier only in the Newcastle versus Arsenal game. Anthony Gordon, four tackles, one. Obviously, the goal scorer as well also picked up a yellow card. Most passes in the match went to Jorginho, 52. Of the centre-backs, William Saliba, 45. Uh, Dominguez, eight tackles for Nottingham Forest. Niakate, five. Uh, obviously, Matt Turner has lost his place in goal. My honest answer to that was in terms of solution. If people can afford to do it, he's just go to Sanchez now. Just do it. If that was your keeper. Obviously, you may need to manipulate some money. But I, I could see something like, you know, Romero to Shimikas, Turner to Sanchez. Something like that, I think, could could work. I think that would be the solution, ideally, for most Turner owners. Torres, Concert, Louise and Kamara, all with Tier 2 passing. Forest, certainly when they have a lead, will give up good passing numbers. Uh, Luton against Liverpool. Issa Kabore, four tackles, uh, one. Kaminsky, five saves. Chong, who came on and scored, uh, four tackles, one as well. Darwin Nunes, three shots on target, six not on target. Saved here for Alisson. Joe Gomez, who played left back, five tackles, one. I do think Shimikas will come back into the team against Brentford. Virgil van Dijk, 108 passes. Canate, 94. McAllister, 75. Trent, just into tier two with 70. And absolutely bizarrely, as mentioned earlier, no Chelsea passing tiers against nine-man Tottenham. Seems unfathomable, actually. Yeah. Thiago Silva, 53. Dissasai, 57. James, 45. Levi Colwell in the first half, 18. Gives you an idea that he was running towards 36. So it really does add. It was not like he only completed six or seven in the first half. It's so surprising. And what often happens, so interesting about it, when a team obviously has that much of the ball, you think, and so they might obviously have territorial advantage. You think, well, okay, the centre-backs haven't got, so you think like, oh, Casado will, will chip in or, or Gallagher, for example. Nope. Casado, 51. Gallagher, 39. Nope. Nothing. The only outfield player with a tier for Chelsea was Nicholas Jackson. Five shots on target. Sanchez made more saves than Vicario. <laughs> it's unbelievable, that. Sonny did it. Shots here. Kulazewski, Bissouma, and Pedro Porro tackled here. There we go. That's a wrap of all of the tier points. And, that and Emerson, Emerson Royal was a substitute. Nice. Tackled here. Okie dokie. Uh, let's rattle some of these. Despite the consistent passing numbers, says Daz, Darren, did the lack of clean sheets for Dunk make any other defenders around his price point more appealing? So, 
He's absolutely right to say, look, Brighton haven't kept a clean sheet this year. There's only one in, in Europa League, which is against Ajax. Obviously, play Ajax again tomorrow night. When you look across that next five, though, and it includes Sheffield United, Forest, Brentford, Burnley, and a trip to Chelsea, and he'll dominate the ball. Which it'll hit past him two at Chelsea. It's not a concern. Um, you, you've got to be stuffing there. With him, you're putting on... Let's, um, let's lean on the side of caution, right, and say they conceded two in every game, right? You're still putting him on 20 across those five games. It's your worst case. What did we predict Anderson over four? 24. Mm-hmm. He's going to hit tier two in all of them. And they're not going to concede two in all of them games. Right? So, I, I absolutely, yeah. I still think, despite the three yellows, Serge Dashiell move is dunk. Luther Valentine. He, you just mentioned Matt Turner. You said just get it done to Sanchez. He suggested Saar or Leno to get the single covered. You don't like that? And Daisy chain it to Sanchez after? Yeah, you can do it that way. I, to be honest, I was more thinking that might be more difficult from a financial perspective. I suppose Sar's not that expensive. So, yeah, I mean, if you can do it that way and you want to get the cap to see covered off, fine. Preference would be so, um, with Sar, yeah. yeah. Their fixtures are better. I don't know if they're defensively better, but overall their fixtures are better, so it probably yeah. makes Sar, um, Sar a slightly better option. Is Madison an issue, says Colin Johnson? Well, we don't know. We will know probably on Friday slash worst case. You'll obviously see the team Saturday lunchtime. But it's definitely not a long-term issue. And if you're thinking, well, that's a player I want to keep hold of longer term, sometimes you have to take a step back and go, I've got something else to fix here, for example, and and leave it. And leave it. FPL Beagle, with the pause in transfer activity at the moment, are we missing opportunity to just move to players with good fixtures because there aren't any gains? I feel like I might be over-saving transfers. He's got 40 left and he's at 6K. Don't don't use them for the sake of using them, yeah, right? Yeah, I agree. Like, genuinely, if, if there's stuff that definitely improves your team, get it done. But in terms of those with the good fixtures, in seriousness, most will have Liverpool coverage. Most will have Arsenal coverage. Most will have Villa coverage. Most will have had Tottenham coverage and now that period is, is ending. Um, Chelsea and Manchester City are now in difficult periods. Do you want to pick up Saint Palace? I mean... Let's just say you didn't have Romero. You ain't buying Crystal Palace on Saturday. Okay, it's a great four fixtures. Whatever. Like, let it go. If it offers you a solution now, yeah, great. So I think most of us are on the good fixtures. Most of us are on Lewis Dunk. If you're like, Serge, you're not on Lewis Dunk. You're like, I'm buying him Sunday. So it's still fairly straightforward in terms of those teams who've got the good fixtures. Again, those who have Romero, there is an opportunity here to look at the whole game. And therefore, you should look at the whole game. There will be more options than just the ones I mentioned. Noel Brennan sums up the attitude of a lot of people. He's got a simple question. Why? With a lot of question marks. I think it's scratching his head. Just let it settle for a couple of days and we'll be we'll be back to it. Uh, Michael Harland, he's got three questions, James, as he does each and every week. Does he always put three questions? Got three, but he always asks questions and we okay. appreciate it because they're always generally good questions. Thank you, Michael. No pressure. What to do with Thiago Silva? I was just thinking of keeping him. Keep... There's no reason not to, is there? Um, yeah, I think it it probably is. He's going to go from Nakamba to Dunk on Sunday. You happy with that? Yeah. And this one I don't fully understand, James. He says, come off Holland for VVD on Sunday. They both play on Sunday. Or is it worth bringing, uh, is it worth bringing him back if I don't captain him Sunday? Okay, so he already did it last week. I'm assuming what he's saying is he came off Holland for VVD last week Sunday. Oh, is it worth bringing him back if I don't captain him on Sunday? Holland, that is. 
You've uh, got James Huffing there. He, yeah, I wouldn't have done that. Um, I would definitely get him back for the Tottenham game on Sunday the 3rd. Because um, I think Tottenham, Villa, Luton, Palace. You can make a case, maybe not Villa. You might want to possibly would take him on with, say, Salah at Sheffield United if he's playing. The other three, you definitely want to captain, in my opinion. So he'd definitely come back in for that. You could, Yeah, you could make a case because of that. Just to carry on, I think what you need is alternative captaincy options in those two days. So if you've got Liverpool, you're happy with that. But, I mean, I think, to be honest, even though they're playing Liverpool on Saturday the 25th, Holland would be the standout for me. Alternatives from a capsy perspective, you know, Bowen at Burnley, Arsenal at Brentford, Dunk at Forest is is fine, I guess. It's, again, it's it's definitely going to be probably four points minimum. So yeah, there's alternatives. In which case, yeah, because many other teams will play free in between. Yeah, I would I would probably come back on Sunday the third, but I don't ever feel comfortable advising someone not to have him. Agreed. So yeah, but it probably is come back Sunday the third. Last but not least, James, Leanne wants to know what's your favourite flavour of Pringles? I'm just looking at that day though, Sunday the 3rd, and I'm thinking with the other with Liverpool playing Sunday, how you're financially getting back there, that, that needs thinking out. Sorry, repeat question, so sorry. What's your favourite flavour of Pringles? Salt and vinegar. Salt and vinegar? Yeah, sorry. Mm, I'm a sour cream, sour ch- cream and onion, or is it? Sour yeah. chives and onion or whatever, the, the green one. I mean, I wouldn't say no to any of them. Yeah, I used to, when I was younger, be more into the barbecue. Barbecue was a good flavour, but I think I've grown out of barbecue a little bit more. I've never... Do Pringles do a good chilli, spicy for one? You wouldn't know, because you don't Do you know what? I don't mind chilli crisps. Uh, Do you know what I really like? No, 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 I promise you, chilli McCoys. Okay. Like them. The the uh, nice hot, Max. but it's not gonna the Max ones. Yeah, it's not gonna make me have to rush to run to the toilet. Does Nico? Do Pringles do a chilli flavour? Pringles need to do uh, prong, bitty bitty, isn't it? Prong cocktail. Bitty bitty flavour. Like prong cocktail I go through stages with. The Pringles ones, they're not too bad, yeah. to be fair. They, got, they, they do have paprika. And I agree with James. They're all decent, but I would go with the sour cream and onion green ones. James, salt and vinegar. So, uh, Are we doing food questions when having our breakfast yet? Pringles. Sponsorship. Get in touch with uh, Clayton Fernandez at Clayton's AFC or something on Twitter. Find him. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for all of your support, especially all of those that we were able to catch up with at the live show. If you haven't uh, caught up on the main FPL podcast, uh, which was released on Monday, and the Q&A from yesterday, uh, I listened back to bits and pieces. I watched back, I should say, on YouTube. Good fun. It's come out. The video and the audio is a lot better than I thought it would come out during the moment. Especially all the bits where I kept reminding everyone of how unbeaten Tottenham were. Yes, indeed, because that lasted long. <laughs> I told, I told everyone, I was going to milk it for as long as I could, uh, and I ain't milking it anymore. Every clip lined up and ready oh, to go. Don't die. Meme central. <laughs> uh, if you want to support the show in more ways, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash planet FPL, where we've got loads of additional benefits, uh, some prize leagues, James's fixture planning spreadsheet that's released and updated whenever the Premier League update things. Um, we've got a Slack community of very active Sky managers and a bunch of other the f- uh, free podcast and content each and every I say free is part of the Patreon isn't it uh, support us over there patreon.com forward slash planet FPL you get to listen to the podcast ad free as well although you know if you don't mind you don't mind some people like ads indeed uh, and that's about it tomorrow James COTC uh, yeah Brighton Chef United with Sam and yeah and it Sam might be the last ever one with Sam why He's gone to Amsterdam isn't he I'm <laughs> oh, yeah. scared for the boy he ain't coming back yeah <laughs> Yeah, tune in to CITC tomorrow. So hit subscribe, the like button, wherever you are listening to the podcast. And we'll be back at you then. Stay safe.
Ciao for now. Thanks, everyone. Play it your way. Be nice to each other. Cue music, please. Manchild. Sports Social Podcast Network.